Welcome to this audio mission prayer focus from CMS, Church Mission Society. I'm Mike Stranks and I'll be with you for the next 20 minutes or so to introduce you to three people involved in sharing Jesus and changing lives. First this month, we're meeting Isabel Booth Cliborne, who works with the Viva Network in East Africa. Viva is an agency seeking to enable work among children by encouraging a coordinated approach where agencies work in partnership. Sarah Holmes spoke with Isabel about her work and asked her what was one of the key things that had struck her recently. Interestingly, we, we, we do an eight-month course on child development with kind of often people who've been trained as a social worker or as a counsellor or a teacher or something. And people have found it's a very practical course and people have found it completely transformative in that they've never thought about or heard about some of the issues that come up on the course and it's very much related to their practical experience. But the, the module that has the most impact on people is a module called Listening to Children and very often people say, oh my, even as a father or a mother, I don't listen to children, I'm not listening to my own children. I just give instructions. I'm not giving them time. Um, so that it's been very interesting that the impact of that particular module um, for people just in their own parenting. And also, you went um, and spoke in conjunction with Mark Oxbrow at mm. Faith to Share in um, Korea mm. on um, missiology and children. Yeah. It was a fascinating experience, really. Mark was doing the first paper and which was sort of introducing the whole missiology and theology behind working with um, children and what what the Bible and what God says about children. But Mark's paper was really saying that children are integral agents of God's mission and looking at examples of how God in the Bible has used children to fulfill his mission but also today we were we were sharing many practical examples of how God uses children to be and to speak his love and his mission to the world around them so I was there with somebody who works in Brazil and giving some practical examples around that could I ask you for one or two of those examples one there's one child called Paul in Uganda he'd been coming to some some training and attended some camps and had really grown and matured and was quite confident and his brother was arrested by the police um, and and was being beaten and Paul had been become aware of the rights of children and what was allowed and what wasn't but so he actually had the confidence and he was younger than the brother who'd been arrested I think he was about 12 so he went up to the police station and he went in and he said you're not allowed to beat children you're not allowed to beat please stop beating my brother so he won he knew what he should say and he had the confidence to do it um, as a result of being encouraged and equipped and and he was able to do it in a way that the police were able to respond positively to rather than just to reject. Is there an example from another country? Yeah, so maybe Susan in Kisumu in Kenya, she's been trained as a child ambassador and she organised with her some of her friends to do a little play and a drama at school to help the rest of her school friends understand a bit more about issues of abuse and what was okay and how to keep themselves safe 
and to protect themselves. And then in Tanzania, a group of children were, were worried about, they felt most vulnerable going to school and coming back from school, um, the, the kind of people they had to go past. So they worked together and looking at where those places that they felt unsafe were. And they've, they've shared about that with some of their local community leaders. Just to explore just briefly the listening to God through children idea, do you find that the, the church leaders are a bit more receptive to that whole concept thanks to your work? Yes, it's a journey really, but we're finding that sometimes people, churches are allowing children to express themselves in the church service or leader service or lead other children and um, just you know being given some of the, the skills to do that and the space to do that the children are benefiting from but the church is also I think appreciating rather than the sort of tokenistic just stand up and sing a song and then sit down and be quiet so yes we've seen some of the pastors we work with as they've got to know some of the children and seen the gifts that the children have got um, and spent more time listening to them the pastors have been amazed at what the children know and understand and can communicate Isabel Booth Cliborne giving some practical examples of how children in East Africa have been enabled to find a voice and how church leaders are recognising that children have so much to give into the life of their churches. Let's give thanks for Isabel's coordinating and enabling work and pray for those church leaders and the children, that gifts will be encouraged, nurtured and developed, that the whole body of Christ may be enriched by their contribution. Now for something a little different. Usually in these prayer focuses we speak with CMS mission partners, associates and ministers from churches across the world or members of the CMS staff. But many listeners to these prayer focuses will know of the vital work being done by CMS Link Churches in supporting mission partners and raising local prayerful and practical awareness in overseas mission. One such church is Holy Trinity in Coombe Down, a suburb of the city of Bath, a church that supports five CMS mission partners and for three of whom Holy Trinity is their home church. When I met with the vicar, Paul Kensington, and the leader of their WISE group, that's Witness in Samaria and to the Ends of the Earth, Mary Udell Smith, I started by asking Paul just why mission is so important to Holy Trinity. We're encouraging people to see the work they do in the workplace here as mission, but also to be open to the possibility that God might actually call them to some other country or some new area. Mission is one of the, the key purposes of the church and we, we're all called to it. Mary, can I come to you now to talk a bit more about how WISE works in Holy Trinity? If I can put it this way, what do you expect of your mission partners? Well, we have two sorts of mission partners. We have people that have been sent from this church and we expect slightly more from them. And then we have people who are just supported by the church in practice. I think that feels quite similar, but we would expect them to write to us at least every quarter. We would expect them to be honest with us if they are experiencing difficulties. 
we expect them to see us when they're back on home leave. We'd expect them to spend a little bit of time in the church and meeting us. And do you find that your mission partners really appreciate that level of engagement? They seem to, yes, because the other half of the arrangement is that we support them, we write to them in return, we include their news in the prayer diaries. When it's their birthdays, somebody represents them in church in the birthday slot and they go up and their photos on the screen and they're prayed for. We have world prayer evenings, they're prayed for them. There's a weekly prayer group on Thursday mornings which prays for them. Um, the home group prays for them. When they come home, we help them find somewhere to stay in Bath. When they're here, we, we often help them find cars. We introduce them to people who might be able to help them in their ministry. We provide babysitting so they can go and meet friends. We also offer all our mission partners some level of financial support. So I think they feel that they get a lot of practical support back and they feel supported and loved. Paul, we've talked about the importance of mission to this church and Mary's just described a very comprehensive process of how you engage with people. Does that seriousness about mission mean that you have a specific budget allocation for mission work? Uh, Yes, we do indeed. We have a whole written policy, actually, about how mission uh, works. It's very clear and detailed. Um, And within that policy, we have a very clear commitment uh, to give 10% of the the income from that year to WISE Mission. We're talking about upwards of 40,000 that we uh, invest, if you like, in, in mission support. And do you find it easy to get people to engage with the mission vision, people in the congregation? I I think yes, I think people are engaged. Uh, We do also have mission weekends um, when there's a focus uh, through Saturday and and Sunday uh, where we have events that highlight the 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 different things that the mission partners are doing um, and encourage involvement from the congregation. Mary, perhaps perhaps we can take that just a little bit further. You carry on, you were just going to say... say, There are hidden things that you don't become aware of except just little glimpses. So my daughter was babysitting for a family and she discovered that two little girls pray for North Korea every night. Now, North Korea is an area that we've taken on for a special focus for prayer, an unreached people group, although, as it happens, there are a lot of Christians hiding in North Korea. But this family have really taken that to heart and pray every night. And you don't know what's going on. David and Heather came back to the church and they hadn't had a meeting. This is the challenge. David and Heather challenge, yeah. They came back to the church and there were lots of people in the church who'd never met them. And they were greeted at the door by total strangers. Hello, you must be David and Heather. We've seen your photographs. We've been praying for you. They were blown away. And so as people who are trying to instill mission vision, you don't always see the effects uh, in people's lives. But when you get little glimpses, things like that, it's quite special. And you think, actually, people are taking on board what we're saying and they're using the materials we're putting out there. And we hand out a lot of mission prayer diaries and I don't see a lot left in the pews afterwards. So they are finding their way into people's homes. Mary Udell-Smith sharing something of how her group is encouraging interest in overseas mission among the congregation at Holy Trinity, Coombe Down in Bath. 
Give thanks for churches like Holy Trinity and pray that other churches will catch the mission vision. Please also pray for the CMS staff who seek to encourage and work with Link Churches and pray too for those who are seeking to raise the profile of CMS in their own churches. Our final interview this month is with Caroline and Dick Seed. They've been working in theological and wider education in Nairobi, Kenya. Caroline has been Director of Academic Affairs at Carlisle College and she told Jeremy Woodham something of the huge variety of courses that the college offers. We have different programs. Uh, we have about 130 in our mission program, mission training program. We have another 100 in uh, distance programs around the country and we have over 1,000 in our business school. Okay, now a business school as well, what's the correct way of thinking about Carlisle? Right, well, mission doesn't just happen uh, in churches, it happens in the workplace, it happens where people are. And so uh, education for transformation happens in all areas of life, whether it be business, maybe IT skills, whatever people are doing, they're learning to go and take the gospel to others. Okay, so the business, what does what does uh, the course for the business students look like? Well, they do regular business courses. It's just that they do it in an environment in which they're uh, worshipping together and they're encouraging one another in the Word of God. So we try to, to get that holistic uh, teaching going throughout the whole college. Geographically, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. how far across Africa do the students spread? All right, over a third of our theology students come from East Africa, um, as far north as uh, South Sudan, Ethiopia, and as far south as Malawi and Zambia. Um, we've even had students from Nigeria. So we really are a sort of a trans-African, pan-African college. Mm. Really, and, and Dick, you're also trying to get theological education out there. Yes. Describe just how that's happening. Well, at the moment, it's... Uh, um, taking its uh, time in the queue, as it were, um, in the sense that we, we, we need the um, facilitators to be able to take that forward with. And so we're concentrating on the training program of, of, of the leadership. And then once from that, then we'll, we'll move out uh, and pick individuals who can then assist us in the development of the material. So we, we're so working a top-down thing rather than giving everybody the materials. We're looking for people who can assist with the development of the materials. So that's where we are at the moment. Um, okay, uh, please give us some prayer points for both your work and, and life. Right, well, uh, Nairobi isn't an easy city to live in. It's uh, very congested. It's also um, very uh, crime-ridden. We've had two armed robberies at Carlisle College in the past six months. We've had um, one of our guards murdered. And uh, there's carjackings on the route that I drive every day. So we really um, would like to pray for uh, safety for all of us. Uh, many of our students have been robbed. So that's a big prayer point. Mm. Yes. Uh, that's quite shocking. Is the college being targeted? We are in um, the uh, area of the highest crime in the whole of Kenya. Um, because there's so many people who have no jobs, they're unemployed and uh, they turn to crime and to, uh, actually many are drug addicted and the drugs fuel the crime so we really need to pray for for the gospel for social transformation for the gospel to go out 
into those areas very strongly. Is it, um, just out of interest, does the college have any kind of, have a kind of local outreach where it is? I know the Centre for Urban Mission is right there in, in Kibera. Does the does Carlisle College on the main campus have have a sort of local presence, as it were? Well, it used to. I think it's fallen by the way, but I do have it on my radar to <laughs> to get that going again next year. Yes, yes. Yes, I think one of our big challenges, of course, is uh, finance. Um, the OIC is very much a hand-to-mouth organisation, and. Um, someone has once said money is the muscle of mission and certainly we do need to uh, have a regular uh, supply source uh, so that the work can can be done and i think that, that that's probably one of the most urgent things which which, which we have um, that the money will be forthcoming Caroline and Dick Seed with their prayer requests both for their work and the work of the wider church in Kenya. Now here's Stephen Burgess, who is CMS Transcultural Manager for Africa, with this month's reflection. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Who is to go and be involved in mission? Me? I'm too old, too young. I have commitments which prevent the going. But we can all be involved. This edition of Audio Mission has stories of children actively participating in mission, of church people passionately supporting those who have gone, and the example from business training in Nairobi, Kenya, promoting the idea of mission happens where we are. We can be involved as salt and light, whatever our circumstances. At work, at home, in the community overseas. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. CMS is a community of mission service, a family of people who want to share God's love and support others doing the same. We can each be fully part of this in the context to which God has put us. Don't say, not me, rather, yes, Lord, as you direct. In John chapter 20, verse 21, Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And that reflection from Stephen Burgess brings us to the end of this CMS Audio Mission Prayer Focus for November 2013. I'm Mike Stranks and I'll be here again next month with more news from CMS Mission Partners and Associates serving God around the world.